you know, like um, if it says in in the new Tedus Receptus, uh, <laughs> Tedus Receptus Billus Bogus um, uh, <laughs> uh, legislation number eight getting passed through, and it says that all pastors will now uh, swear their allegiance to the president who is God. Um, you know, I mean, if they were to do something like that, uh, then obviously that would be something that would be just outlandish and over the top and ridiculous. Party, 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 party on, everybody. This is the Rockin' Reverend Todd Laddick, and uh, I'm here, of course, with uh, my good old friend, uh, uh, the Reverend uh, Sal uh, Sermarco. Uh, he's one of the Frozen Chosen, of course. And uh, we were, last time, engaging in uh, some good tea, some good coffee, some good conversation... And uh, so, well, and uh, then I guess that Sal brings us into our most excellent music segment. Music edition. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every time. Every time. Um, okay. So I guess I, I guess I'll go first time. for this one. Sure. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna pour myself a little more of this Penny Royal tea, if that doesn't give you a hint as to who I'm going to be reviewing. <laughs> okay if you haven't guessed it there is no hope for you um i am reviewing nirvana but i'm not reviewing the song penny royalty um nor am i drinking penny royalty but the pun was there purposefully okay so the song that i am uh reviewing uh is come as you are uh, listen I feel like this, regardless of who I'm quote unquote reviewing. Um, but I especially feel like this when it comes to like reviewing Bon Jovi or reviewing Nirvana or reviewing Black Sabbath or, you know, name your like icon, right? Well, I'm just going to go review them now because I know what I'm talking about and everybody should listen to me. Now, like, I appreciate <laughs> – so let's put it this way. This is my appreciation speech for uh, Nirvana and, in particular, this song um, off of uh, Nevermind. Now, most people think, like, oh, Nirvana had what? Like, one, two, three, four – 
no, actually Nirvana had three um, studio albums. Now, um, the first one was Bleach, uh, which was largely not known until after Kurt Cobain died. Um, the the album that they were they were they became big under was Nevermind. Um, people often think that Incesticide, which came in between In Utero and Nevermind, that Incesticide was another album, but it was actually just a collection of songs off of Bleach and uh, elsewhere that they decided to do. Even Nevermind had a song from Nevermind on it. Um, so the next album after Nevermind is actually In Utero. Um, and then, of course, um, he did uh, the Unplugged album. Um but that wasn't MTV. a yeah for MTV. But that wasn't a studio album. So you're looking at three studio albums for the, for the band. But anyway, never mind is a, a major album. Anybody who has not lived in a rock under a rock in a hole very deep in the earth for a couple millennia can't have missed. Never mind, cannot have missed Nirvana. Song I'm doing is Come As You Are because in the church, um, that's what we tell people. Come as you are. I, I have no clue um, what, I, and I would never presume to know what was going on in Kurt's mind as he wrote it. But when I read these lyrics, I think of, I not only think of the church, but I think of school. I think of, um, society you know who's the popular kids and who aren't and how that gets somehow uh superficially chosen trivially chosen by somebody who has no authority to choose <laughs> their own status in the world let alone somebody else's but yet this is what we 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 do and so like when i when i hear these lyrics i think of i think of that so i'm gonna read come as you are i will have the uh video up for it as well um in our in our notes so come as you are as you were as i want you to be as a friend as a friend as an old enemy take your time hurry up choice is yours don't be late take a rest as a friend as an old memory uh memoria 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 Come doused in mud, soaked in bleach, as I want you to be, as a trend, as a friend, as an old memoria, 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 memoria. And I swear that I don't have a gun. No, I don't have a gun. No, I don't have a gun. And that continues on and, and whatnot. But um, it, it, I'm not entirely... Like you could always kind of read um, Kurt Cobain's suicide into just about any one of the songs and wonder like, gee, did, is this what he meant by, I'm not going to do that. Um, I think that um, Kurt Cobain, uh, like any artist, uh, was a full, uh, vibrant human being who suffered from mental illness. Um, but that mental illness was not the whole of who he was. It was just an, it was a part of who he was. Um just like you know, somebody who has cancer isn't solely cancer. You know, like they have cancer, but then you know they're more than just they're more than the cancer. Um. So, 
I don't know what he he would have what what it meant for him, but when I hear that, and I don't know what you think, Sal, but when I hear those lyrics, I think of churches or, or any part of society that tries to uh, maybe maybe sincerely, but also disingenuine disingenuinely, if that makes sense. Um, they they try to lure you in and tell you, "Oh, come as you are," but what they're really is saying as I want you to be. <laughs> so come as you are, as long as, as you are, is me. <laughs> and as as fit, into, fit into my perception of me and who belongs to be around me. Right. Come, come in as a friend, as a friend, as an old enemy, or come in as a friend, as a trend. <laughs> yeah. Something that we, we like today and dump tomorrow. Um, that was my experience as that was my, my formative years growing, growing up as a, as a, a, a child, a teenager and a young adult. Um, and even into my adult years where, I, where that was my experience of the world where people, you know, and to some degree, even to this day, you know, you know, it, you know, it, Sal, that is a reality. I know. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts when you hear those when you hear those um, lyrics? Uh, well, you know, like you said, growing up in your formative years of um, kind of not really fitting in one one group or another, and so okay, come as you are is pretty pretty tempting. Um, yeah. yeah, and. I think we, even in our best attempts, like even Alice and I talk about this, that the trying to fit in and you say, okay, come as you are. And you, we come and we still don't feel welcomed. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and the vulnerability, cause, cause when you're being invited into a place and being told to come as you are, let us see you warts and all bumps and all, let, let us see who you really are. That's a, you're asking somebody to be majorly vulnerable and, and you're telling him, Oh, and I swear I don't have a gun. I don't have a gun. So, so lay yourself bare, make yourself vulnerable, come as you are, trust that we're just going to accept you that, that there are no weapons over here. No one wants to harm you. We just love you. We just want to spread the love. We just want to love on you, you know, just love, love. Um, (laughs) And okay, I'm carrying it a bit far. All the same, um, love guru out of it. Um, that's you know, that's a line that 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 churches sell you, that's a line that schools sell you, that's a line, um, you know, that a lot of different um, uh, institutions will try to sell you. And I think it's an ideal they try to live up to, but they fall short of mm-hmm. that. And yeah. Well, and churches of all of all places who uh, often in Christian circles will say that you know we have to be of not of this world but in this world, and yet so that's why they say come as you are because we we don't belong in that outside world. We're here to be different, so come as you are. Yeah, and yet <clears throat> they still take on a lot of the the characteristics of the outside world and not the world they're supposed to be. That that does um, yeah. that does make sense. Yes, yes. Uh, so so anyway, that's my um, 
that's my my choice for the uh, for the most excellent music selection. Nice. So my selection is actually uh, he's a guitarist, Impelitary. That's how you say the name. I'm sure I'm butchering that. Um, it's a hard name to to say. Uh, but it's Chris Impelitary. The name of the band is his last name. Uh, and it's kind of like if you're familiar with Ingve Malmsteen or Stevie Vai or Jeff Beck, that kind of really fast uh, guitar playing. But he's also a Christian. Um, I don't know if he's like super public about it. Like he doesn't go out to evangelize, but he's pretty open that he's Christian. Um, so he does actually sing about it in some of the songs. So, um, and this song always makes me think of the end of Matthew in chapter 28 when Jesus at the end says, and remember, I will be with you always, uh, even till the end of the world. So here's what the lyrics are. You just pull them up. <clears throat> I'm not looking for an answer because I'll always know the truth. When I'm walking through the fire, I know I'll never lose. I hear the sweet voice of the love I can't deny. I will surrender to the love I know is mine. I will remember your promises. Uh, when I'm cold, your arms around me. When I'm high, you let me fly. When I fear, you are my refuge. You wipe the teardrop from my eye. Uh, and then it goes back into I hear the sweet voice of the love I can't deny. And so that just always makes me think of um, the end of Matthew 28 when Jesus says, I'm with you always. Mm. So just randomly that came up on my car playlist and there you go. Yeah. I remember the song. Reminds me of Revelation 21 too, where God says God will wipe every tear from your eye. So it's like, it's that promise that Jesus says where I'll, I'll always be with you. Oh, and I'm going to care for you along the way is, you know, it's, it's a beautiful. Yeah. So, so and that kind of reminded me too about um, kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, St. Patrick's prayer. You know, Christ above me, Christ below me, mm -hmm. Christ in front of me, Christ behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my my music selection. Sounds good to me. Um. Well then, that is our most excellent music selection because we would never pick most heinous music would we maybe we would no maybe you think we do if you think we pick heinous music then give us a selection to talk about you who know better than us <laughs> if you were if you're patrons on patreon you could you would have that ability to tell us what to listen yeah, to yeah i mean come on of course yeah uh you know i mean yeah. you you pay a, a measly you know Five bucks a month. Like, think about Can't that. Can't really beat it. Think about that. That's a the tea that we one. refer you to buy. You if you if you didn't if if you gave up just 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 a a cup of tea or a cup of coffee a month, especially if you're getting that creamy stuff on top. Mm-hmm. That's that's doing away with uh, one large iced coffee at Dunkin' Donuts a, a month. Yeah, not one. not 
not to mention uh, lower chances of diabetes and <laughs> high blood pressure, all that stuff. Lower chance of breast cancer, lower chance of prostate cancer, depending on which way which way you're you're going with that. Um, yeah, so so look, you get all the health benefits, and and you put your money where it it belongs, which is uh, invested in this program because it rocks, and we spread the good news. It does. We're not making money off this, folks, but this keeps the uh, keeps the website up and keeps us going. So. Nope, definitely not making money off of it, but we are making tea. <laughs> shameless, shameless plug. Uh, okay, so anyway, um, yeah. I think so, that brings us to our main topic. It it does, and um, before we get into the topic itself, uh, those of you who are listening, um, we're this is in May. Uh, Oh my goodness, we're almost to Memorial Day. This is this is the date's May 27th. We're gonna date, we're gonna date this. So May 27th, we are recording over some good tea and some conversation. Um and basically, uh we're gonna talk, and when we're done talking, we're gonna split this puppy in half. Oh, that sounds really bad. The poor dog. Why the dog? Why the we're not dog? Advocating. No, why did you go there? Oh, we are not. We are, we are not advocating the harm harming of animals. No. Oh, we're we're we're. Um, I was I was meaning by dog, of course, the ancient, um, the ancient Mesopotamian language of um, the, that says. Uh, Dog in the sense of you know a uh, long dog like looking worm that gets up into you, eats your stuff, and you die. That's the thing that we're splitting into that dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are those? Uh... Where are those dogs at the end of Ghostbusters? <laughs> yeah, they were at the end of at the end of one or the beginning of another. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh boy. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, needless to say, let's get into it. Um, can you believe, Sal, that we're going to be talking about race? I feel like we've already talked about this. Did how, we solve how, this issue? Did we solve it already? Hmm. Well, someone say we solved it. Let me think on this. Oh, my thinking eyes. Oh, my thinking eyes are burning. Okay. Um, <laughs> <it's 'cause laughs> you imagine what I was like as a kinder as a kindergartner. Um, okay, so. Um, well, I guess we'll go to the next most obvious one, what they're trying to do with voting um, and voting and voting rights. You know, now now nobody is arguing that people who don't have a right to vote should be allowed to vote. Nobody is arguing that people who aren't citizens or uh, legally given granted the authority to vote uh, like Commonwealth folks like in Puerto Rico or whatnot. Um Nobody's saying that anybody outside of that should have a right to vote, but 
what people are saying is that too many, too, too many people too often uh, in communities of color, uh, in minority communities, don't vote because of how hard it is to get there and to actually carry it out. Um, and for me, when I, you know, I live in a community where I can drive a mile and I, I'm there and nobody questions me. Nobody asks me, I don't know about you. I have never been asked to show my license at a poll, poll booth. I've, I've I had to show it in order to prove that I am eligible to vote. <laughs> you know, you, you do that at the DMV. You have to show, you know, you make sure you are who you are. But once I have been given that right to vote, nobody's like, can I see your license, please? They just have you sign next to your name. Well, we have <laughs> yep. And they only let you do that because when I moved, when I moved from one place to where we live now, I had to go and show, okay, see, change of address. This is me. Okay. And every time I voted since, just sign. Yep. And they know it's me. So to say that you haven't shown ID proof of who you are, our vote is misleading at best. Yeah, it's it's it is misleading, and it's another example of making it hard on the people who, um, who have it the hardest. And this year, in particular, following the contentious um, election that we had in 2020, um, there's this now this new push and i would almost say insane except that there are so many people doing it it's like like it's like like uh, so many people pushing for this i i can't i can't even believe it but um yeah it's just this this insane like push for restricting people's rights at the at the ballot boxes like things like we will not be open on sundays anymore and oh, uh, we're taking away five different boxes so that basically, you, it, where if you live in the far fringes of a county, you have to drive an hour to get to the box, like think things like that, you know, like um, if or or if you have people who are who are another problem is is people who work have a hard time getting to the ballot boxes, right? Mm-hmm. And so what will often happen is there'll be people who volunteer who are more well to do and they volunteer uh, and they will stand out and, and, and hold your, your ballot for you so that they can put it in the box. They'll wait online and put it on the, in the box for you. It's not that they're signing anything. It's, you know, it's not that they're doing anything illegal. It's been done for years and years and years, but now all of a sudden it's a problem. Why? Because people were able to get the vote out so effectively that way and other ways this time round that, um, that it put the power in the hands of the people who needed it most, you know, in, in, in this particular election. Now I'm not saying, you know, that this administration or any one administration is going to fix any of the, or let alone all of the woes of of any people. Uh, I'm not saying that at all, but certainly if you're going to compare previous administration to current administration uh, or any other previous administration for that matter, <laughs> you know, like you, 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 you can, you can find which ones are the better ones or the, the more, the ones that you would rather go back to than, than what we were currently in. And so 
I don't know. It just um, the changing the voting laws to make things more and and we're talking petty laws, like petty laws. Um, they're going to close like two hours earlier. Uh, so that basically they're closing before the end, before you get off of work. Because they know you can't make it. Because they know you can't make it. Yeah. Yeah. And those are only changing in areas that have a higher percentage of people of color. Yeah. Because those who are trying to change the laws know that when those people vote in, vote in mass numbers, they vote for things that will benefit them and it tends to be of the other party right and the party in power doesn't want to lose that right so oops sorry about that (laughs) hit the wrong button hit the wrong button those listening will be like uh i don't know what you're talking about Uh, because i turned the video off (laughs) so um, very nice picture of your stained glass (laughs) <laughs> yeah you got you got the full-on the full-on uh stained glass window view um so that's another you know but but again that the, that's another way in which the the p- certain people are trying to restrict the votes of those who who um you know wouldn't in order to win votes you, you try to stop the ones who aren't going to vote for you To control power, basically, mm-hmm. is what it comes down to. Yep. So. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, um, I don't know. The other, the other area that uh, we could definitely talk about is what they're trying to do in the hist- in in history and science. You know, the same people that are pushing for <laughs> science, you know, intelligent design to be added into the into the science classroom are the same people trying to push science out the, out of the hospitals and out of the, the restaurants, you know, who don't want you wearing masks and don't want you believing like, you know, basic scientific truths. Um, so, but, but if you look at um, the way racism is built into the way the the way we're taught history and it always has been mm-hmm. tell your tell your basic pilgrim story sal uh <clears throat> these nice nice white folks were leaving england for religious freedom uh they landed in plymouth and uh basically had a rough go uh, and the local tribe, indigenous tribe, uh, took care of them and taught them the, what, where, what to go to hunt and where to hunt and help them survive. And then they had a harvest festival. But, you know, how these indigenous helped the white people. They were great, great friends. Take their land. Great friends. They helped them out. Uh, and we enjoyed it so much. We gave him some blankets. Um, yeah, that's how we uh, look it up. They're blankets. They're, gave him some blankets, and 
and their faces and their faces on brochures, which is what we do in America, isn't it? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, think about it. Think about it. Um, how did we? How did we make the right? Uh, how did we make the wrong right when it came to the way we treated the the first peoples? <laughs> oh well, we we gave sitting not sitting bull. Um, was it Sitting Bull? I don't know. We gave one of them, um, uh, you know, like his own show, his own show in in, uh, in Wild Bill, <laughs> in the Wild Bill uh, Western show, or Buffalo Bill. <laughs> yep. Not Wild Bill. Yeah. That's what we do, though, right? We put you either you either got your your face put on a brochure, or you were handed a blanket. Um, at, at best. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, so you learned, in other words, a, a very sugar-coated version of the Thanksgiving story. Would that yes. be fair? Okay. So this is what I learned. Sorry. This is what I learned about um, Abraham Lincoln. White people were very bad because they had enslaved people, took them over in ships and made them work hard and beat them. And they were just terrible. But there was this guy by the name of Abraham Lincoln who said, this is wrong. We can't do this. We, we can't do this because God made us equal. And so he fought to emancipate the slaves. And one day this nearly failed Senator became president and he, he and he signed into law the Emancipation Proclamation and the 13th Amendment. And it was the great emancipator, Abe. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you know, and yeah, there tr- there's truth in there, you know, overall. Um but his position on what he thought of equality between white and black people was it was an evolution. He wasn't he wasn't the great emancipator at the ripe age of twenty. That's for sure. No, <clears throat> the process of how that worked. Yeah, um, it took him. Yeah, it took him getting to know people and and expanding his horizons. You know, like he got to know people like Frederick Douglass, who was a thorn in his side to begin with. But they be, they both began to like really appreciate each other. And and Abraham Lincoln considered Frederick Douglass a, a a friend. So he kind of evolved from this person who didn't. He had more of a white reason for wanting to abolish slavery than he had a right reason. <laughs> But it eventually evolved into a more right reason, um, and that—that's the evolution, you know, of, of of humanity, and that's what we're t- hopefully trying to teach kids in school, which you and I weren't taught that. We were taught, you know, evil white people did some bad things at once upon a time, but then the good white people came in and made it better. Um, <laughs> just kind of how we teach our history, and that's not how it happened, yeah. um, and. And so now they're trying in places like Florida, they're saying you can't teach history that says America was ever bad 
unless it's first been approved by the the state. So if you live in Florida or Alabama or Georgia or Texas, do you think you're ever in those states going to hear a history that says the states did some pretty darn bad things? No, why, why, you know, why? So, so we're now going to whitewash our history so that you not only were you oppressed by white people, but now you're being told by white people how great white people were. And you're not hearing anything bad about white people because white people can't be bad because we say we can't be bad because we tell ourselves we can't be bad. Does that sound like cyclical logic? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Big old circles. Yeah. And that keeps, that hurts the, it hurts the black communities because that's the, that's the history they're hearing when they know darn well, it's not the truth um, and keeps them in their place. But it also hurts and it hurts black communities even more so in this end because it, of what it does to white people. When you grow up and you hear that as your history and you don't know the nuances and the, and the subtle racisms and the, 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 tr- the, the subtle, this this, uh, what's the word inconvenient truths um, that, that exist in history, you don't get the full picture without them. And, and so white people will, will grow up thinking and believing that, that the woes of racism came, went and are gone and we should all be happy about it. And everybody has an equal shot. The end, have a nice day. And we know that's not true, uh, but yet, but yet that's what, that's what a Texas, that's what a Florida would want you to think. You know, it's like this teaching people that blind allegiance to the beneficent, all good uh, government. Yeah. Sounds kind of like Roman emperors wanting Christians to, you know, bow down and worship them. Yeah. I just lost what I was going to say. So anyway, wasn't important yeah um so any other ways we can think of i mean like this this is it's so important to realize that it's not again like i said at the very beginning it's not about just black people and white people you know who white people sucked but now don't suck anymore for the most part except those crazy people over there um you know, is that's not what this is about. This, this is this is about again how this affects people across all of their lives. It affects their health care. It affects the way in which we talk about ourselves and the way you know who we put up as the good guys and who we put up as the people who needed help. You know, in the Ron DeSantos version of of that history. It would be it would be the it wouldn't be the bad people removing the Cherokees from the land. You know, it would be the good people who said they were sorry later on. You know, like like not focusing on the bad, but focusing on the good in a way that makes you seem like the hero when you were the cause of the problem to begin with. Right. That's what you're teaching. White savior. Yep. Yeah, that white savior. If and if that's what you're teaching in the schools, and that's what our history has been 
by and large, like most people didn't know that Abraham Lincoln only believed in limiting this expansion of slavery to new settlements. Why? Because he didn't want to take away work from white people. And if you allow slaves to go into those states, it causes slave. I mean, who's going to pick paid labor over slave labor? You know, like, well, gee, I'll, I'll pay you rather than have that guy work for free. Uh, so, you know, so that was, that was Lincoln's original. That was his original reason. It was, it was to help the white people. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm. and that's not to say again, yeah. that that's not where he ended. He ended up in a, if he ended up again, be, becoming friends with Frederick Douglass, who, who opened his eyes to his own, he Frederick Douglass and others were help, able to open Lincoln's eyes to the ways in which he benefited that others did not. And we're talking about Lincoln who came from nothing and grew up, you know, on dirt, sleeping on dirt floors. I mean, so he was no man of wealth most of his life. Yeah. That's like privilege. (laughs) Yeah. It goes back to privilege and power, Mm. which we've we've talked on previously. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Um, yeah, and I, you know, I guess we can bring uh, another thing to talk about. Um, maybe we'll get into this at a different time more fully as well, but the show, um, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Without yeah, deals, very good. Yeah. Yeah, without, without going into, without giving too much from the storyline <laughs> away, the what it deals with in terms of racism is eye-opening. Very eye-opening on how it relates to our relatively recent within the last hundred year history and um, how not only we treat people of color, but people of color who serve to this country. That's right. It, it, it amazes me when we, when people who rail against socialized medicine are, you know, and so social, you know, socialism are the same people who are, are saying support the troops. Well, supporting the troops is that's, that's socialism. That's, that's taxpayers money being. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, I always found that kind of funny because on the one end we don't want we don't want socialism when it's helping people who are not people like us. But when it's people that are like us and of course soldiers are like us because we're all patriots. Um <laughs> right? Like yeah. like that's the way it's viewed though, right? Like oh, of course they're they're like us even though I'm 300 pounds and you know and and look like a walking keg. I'm like that Navy SEAL because I'm a patriot. You know, I love my country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so like that has always been that has always been something that that boggles my mind. That like they don't see that you actually are in support of socialized medicine. You're just discriminating where where we need to fund things so for social for social uh, needs and where we shouldn't. Um, and that often falls uh, in yeah. racial lines, often. And, you know, um, so in this show, to get back to um, 
so the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you you learn that that the Winter Soldier, for those who are not too familiar with the story, the Winter Soldier was a friend of uh, Steve Rogers. This is his last name. Yeah, Steve Rogers. Yep. yep. Yes, Steve Rogers, uh, who who's Captain America. Captain America and his friend Bucky went into the military together. Uh, Bucky had an accident, ended up being captured by uh, Hydra folks and turned into some like super soldier, genome type soldier. Um, uh, Similarly, um, uh, Captain America, uh, Steve Rogers went through the similar thing. Um, The difference was he wasn't captured and reprogrammed, but he became a super soldier as well. And um, so, so what you see in this show of, of um, the Falcon and the winter soldier is this other soldier who went in at the same time as Steve and Bucky, uh, who also became a super soldier, but he was black. And so while Steve was sent out and Bucky were, they were sent out to do all the fighting and be, you know, the brave white superheroes, the black man was sent into more laboratories to see what this gas did on him and to see what that gas did on him, to see what this weapon did or to see what that weapon did. And it mounted to years and years and years of human sort torture. Um, and you look at the Tuskegee, you know, Tuskegee um, experiments. Tuskegee Airmen. Yep. Yeah, the, yeah, and and this is stuff that's why that has. That's why there's still a. Yeah, this is stuff that has happened. Still a, uh, yeah, and that's why there's still a hesitancy now in the pandemic with the vaccine in the African American community, because there is still a portion of that population that remembers those experiments, and so therefore don't trust right the the science because the science was used against them. Right, right. That gets the shades of truth put on. (laughs) Um, No, but um, but yeah, no, that's uh, that's exactly right. And uh, what I really appreciated about the show, I mean, there's a lot more to talk about it than just the racial end of it. But what I loved about the show was it showed that, um, while all soldiers are at the mercy as I said earlier, are at the mercy of socialized medicine of the government. People of color, black people, Latino people are especially, especially at the mercy because all that needs to happen is you get as a black person arrested for this or arrested for that. And the government can say, you know what? Thanks for your service. Have a nice day. And you're stripped of all benefits, stripped of all, like, you know, so you look at somebody like this, this person that Bucky and, and Steve Rogers knew and, and you realize now he was, he was just as deserving of the medal of honor uh, as any, any one of the other um, uh, guys were, but because he was black, he, he, he actually, um, he got the short end of the stick in terms of his treatment, but he also got the short end of the stick in terms of the honor he should have been given. They, you know, and, um, and yet 
and yet wasn't given it. So that that's a dynamic without giving away anything else in the show. That's, that's a very important dynamic um, that uh, I thought was lent itself to how, how we, we need to look at a deeper, more broad level when it comes to racism, not just the black and white evil white person doesn't like black person uh that you know that's such a elementary way of looking at racism that does not really help yeah and it 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 shades our understanding so yeah so it's important and it's to keep looking at it no matter how awkward it makes us feel. Yeah, I, I, so. I think so. Um, I think so. Even to like, you know, even to sit here as we do and to just hold these conversations, uh, even even our even lose our place as we're straining to think about how to <laughs> say something or the right way to say something. It's better to have the conversation and ask for forgiveness if you messed up than to refuse to talk about something that's so vital for us to talk about. So if you go into it with a sensitive heart, open ears and humility, most people are going to get you didn't mean something. You, you said something without in ignorance. Uh, you know, and we all say things in ignorance. Um, people aren't going to rip you apart for, for being ignorant about something. So long as you're open to hear that you didn't know it, that you know it now and that you're not going to do it in the future. You know, like I mean, it, it's basic, right? Basic stuff. Um, why do we make it so hard, Sal? Because we're evil white people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing we can say without interjecting any color is uh, humans are totes depraved. (laughs) Totes depraved. No discrimination there. No, no. I don't know about you, but I think this is a good place for us to to leave the conversation for now. Um, I'm not sure. It'll be interesting to see how long the episodes are, given that um, I don't know how long this whole conversation has been. Uh, But we'll just split it in half and they'll be however long they are. Yeah. So if you're on this end of it, you've listened to both parts. Uh, we started off in June and now we're in July. Hello, y'all. Yep. <laughs> We've time traveled. You time traveled and uh, so, ended up in a different time. And, uh, and now we're going to say, see y'all. Happy trails. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So uh, I hope I hope this has been worthwhile oh it's been a good conversation yeah yeah um i think it's important that you guys summer trip yes yes and and i and i think it is important that you guys engage in in these types of conversations with you you know with friends and family you can do it in ways that aren't threatening um that that bring bring the conversation up you know um Rather than saying, "Oh, you're all a bunch of you know white privileged uh, you know rednecks," <laughs> that's probably probably not going to garner much favor to the people you're talking to. That's how you open up. Um, any more than if somebody came to you and said, "Why you, why you 
you earthy smelling liberal uh, latte drinking, you know, <laughs> you know, like anytime you're calling, yeah. anytime you have to add adjectives to make somebody feel really bad about themselves, uh, it's not a good way to start anything. So here's what I say. How about, how about you just, you say, Hey, nice to know you. Oh, that's your perspective. That's great. This is where I come from. And then you can begin to have these conversations back and forth that are like less threatening, you know, like you can go up to somebody and say, why is it that you think that I'm just, I'm just curious. I, I I'm wondering what you, what your thoughts are and just listen. Cause it's not going to hurt you to just listen. You don't have to prove them wrong. <laughs> just listen to people. Um, and then eventually you build trust and you go from there, right? Build a relationship and you go from there. So, (laughs) for sure. So, uh, with that said, basically, friends, uh, thank you for listening to us. Uh, We want you to check out the episode notes because um, otherwise it makes it pointless that I put episode notes together to begin with, wouldn't you say so? Um, And, of course, in those those episode notes, we want you to check out our Patreon. your help, uh, your support will be greatly appreciated. Um, and it does, it does help us. Um, so the more, the more that we have, if you are a Patreon member and you love your Patreon subscription, um, invite friends that you think will, will like it as well, uh, that, that have similar interests and, and would want to listen to a, to us, two two fun folks, uh, talk about this stuff. Um, we're not going to quit our jobs. We're not going to quit our jobs with this and make a fortune doing this. This is a mastery for you guys, and your support helps us pay our hosting fees and our website fees. So Th- that is correct. That is correct. Um, this this does nothing for us financially. Um, all it does is cause us to take more time out of our lives to do something, and uh, cause uh, scheduling scheduling issues with our families in order for us to do it. Yes. Wouldn't, that, wouldn't you say that's about what, yes. you know, but it also, sums the, it up. The, the reward is that we get to have, be a part of a larger conversation of what it means to be human and what it means to be um, uh, created in the image of God. And mm-hmm. um, we're in this journey together. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what we, we want out of it. Um, and any, any, if you appreciate that you've been enjoying the conversation, you've been engaging it and you think that this is a worthwhile $5 investment a month. Um, we would love to have you at Patreon in the episode notes, but most importantly, friends, as hopefully the entire last several episodes have pointed you to, it's vital that you're, most excellent to each other. And don't be a jerk. Thank you. Um, that's important. Be excellent and don't be a jerk. Rock on. Be a jerk. Rock on. Rock on, sir. Okay, so with that said, this is us signing out. Peace, y'all. Peace out. Peace out.